0: If you're looking to grow from six to seven figures a year in revenue, or seven figures a year to seven figures a month in revenue in your e-commerce business, or if you feel like you've plateaued, this is the podcast for you. You're listening to the Journey to an Eight Figure Ecommerce Business Podcast. My name is Emmanuel Alea, founder and CEO of Alea Systems, where we build systems that build brands online and teach e-commerce founders how to go from six figures a year to six figures a month in 90 days or less. I scaled my first e-commerce business from zero to seven figures in two years, and seven to eight figures less than three years later. Since then, we've created an agency to help others recreate the same success, and in the last two years we've partnered with over 50 e-commerce businesses. And in just the last year we've helped 12 of them go from six figures to seven figures a year in revenue, five of them 10x their business, going from 30k a month in revenue to over 300k a month in revenue, and we're just getting started. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about who we're talking to, who I'm speaking to, right? And I'm sure we can all agree that entrepreneurship is a gamble. We all know that the statistics, right? More than ninety 95% of startups fail in their first five years. In most industries, 95% failure rate is a guarantee. That's a guarantee. You are going to fail. But yet somehow us entrepreneurs, we're like, you know what? I'm in the 5%. I'm going to succeed, right? Uh, and we give it a shot. We're like, you know what? We're going to do it. So I'm in that 5%. But that's a guarantee in other industries, right? So wouldn't it be great if you were confident, right? That entrepreneurship was really worth all the pain, right? That you knew without a doubt that you were going to succeed, that you were in that 5%. That's who we're making this podcast for. That's who we're talking to, right? This This episode is all about Who the successful bootstrap e-commerce entrepreneur is, what that looks like, who are the people that jump on this journey and make it into that 5% that succeed and avoid being in the 95%. So I'm going to be outlining for you what it looks like and how if you're in that 5% that you know what it looks like, how you can identify that you are one of those people, that you will not be in that 95%. So we're getting started. A uh, couple of sections that we'll have to this talk will be, first of all, you're bootstrapped, right? We'll be talking about what does it mean to be bootstrapped, right? You're in the e-commerce space. Like that's who the e-commerce folks are, right? The You're making an inventory-based business, right? We'll be defining what that means to be e-commerce. And then what an entrepreneur means to me, right? What, what does it mean to be an entrepreneur, a founder versus what other people define so that that way you can know that you're in the right place, that this podcast is going to help you right? Now, who am I? I'm Emmanuel Alea. Why am I talking to you, right? So I'm Emmanuel Alea. I'm an 04 graduate of United States Military Academy at West Point. And I finished up my army time there where I learned a ton about systems and operations uh, and landed at UTEP, right? Where I uh, traveled to 24 different countries, learning how to do business, learned international management. So I got a broad scoping range of how to do business internationally all over the place, right? So Really taught me a lot and it gave me the opportunity to go work at Amazon. Where in my last year there, I was managing a 1.1 million square foot facility with 750 employees, 30 managers shipping a million packages a week. And I really got to fully understand e commerce supply chain operations from the ground up, right, from Amazon themselves. And I learned a ton there. And what I really observed though is fulfillment by Amazon. When I got started at Amazon, uh, they were doing not much. FBA was not that big, but as I saw, it started to really grow. And the observation I made about these FBA folks is that they would—the ones that were really successful—would niche down to these really obscure, weird niches, right? Like, a, for a, example, a bacon store, right? A bacon-flavored underpants, bacon-flavored Bible, bacon lipstick, bacon, 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 everything. Right? It was just the goofiest thing, and we laugh. We would laugh at the products they were they were shipping to us for us to ship out. But what we couldn't laugh at was one month, it'd be a case. The next month, it would be a pallet. The next month, it'd be two pallets, then three pallets. And I was like, wait a second. These guys are growing this fast, right? When we're handling the shipping, the storage, the fulfillment, building them a little mini website, doing customer service and sending them customers, they're just sitting back collecting a check. Like, man, I'm on the wrong side of this thing. I need to go find a product send it to these jokers, let them do all the hard work, shipping, fulfilling, and doing all the work of that, That and, and just sit back and collect my check. And so that's what launched me into the entrepreneurship space. I knew the supply chain side of e-commerce, but I wanted to learn how to get a product and how to market it so that I could get a business that just kind of scales and grows that fast, where I can be shipping in a pallet, then two pallets, and three pallets, and just grow that fast. And so I needed a product. And so at the time, my sister had an idea for a product. She said, hey, people seem to like it. It was a satin line cap. Uh, and so we joined forces and said, look, we'll figure this thing out together. I got this go-to-market strategy. You've got the product. I'll show you how to do the go-to-market side of things. And we'll take that product and we'll launch it. So we launched it. A year later, we had done 750000 in revenue. Uh, two years later, we'd done $5.5 in revenue in a year, and it was like, man, this stuff works, right? <laughs> and so we kept it growing. We're hopefully going to close eight figures for the first time, and that's we'll be sharing a lot of that stuff in this podcast as we go on, what we've learned and how we're getting to that eight-figure mark and beyond. But really what I, I, I learned was that go-to-market strategy, it that I learned working at Amazon and growing that business, was it a one-hit wonder? Did it just work for GE? for that brand or could it work and be applied to lots of other businesses so we launched an agency about two years ago to figure that out to really test the idea we identified that hey wait a second this works and it works to help people specifically at the point that you're probably at if you're listening to this you've you've made this thing and maybe it's a side hustle you're thinking to go forward past side hustle making this your full-time but you're doing about six figures a year an in income that's about ten thousand dollars a month in revenue, but you're only making about one 000, two thousand a month in profit in, in your cat in your bank account, and it's not quite enough to go full time. So those are the folks that this system really helps. And so that's that's what we've tested out, and so we've been able to help twelve different businesses, like I said in the intro, go from. You know, six figures a year, right? Making that ten k a month, ten to thirty k a month to doing over eighty four k a month in revenue in less than ninety days, right? And then we've helped some folks ten x, going from ten to thirty k a month to over three hundred k a month in revenue, and so we know it's repeatable. These systems work; they work; they've worked time and time again, double digit times, and it's consistent. So that's why we're doing this now. Uh, this podcast is what we learned building the agency. Is man, we really want to help we want to help people uh but we can't help everybody you know and so how do we take these systems that we've learned and spread them out far and wide to the largest distribution of pe- people we're going to have to start doing marketing going to have to get on the mic start recording content start recording videos and share it with people cuz i have a vision my goal is to build a 100 million dollar company but that's not building one 100 million dollar company i want to build 100 1 million dollar businesses by partnering with founders who are at that six-figure mark and helping them cross to 84 a month plus in revenue, uh, doing a million dollars a year? Because to me, that's how we can change generations, right? Why? Because at the six-figure mark, you're still working a job. At the seven-figure mark, if you use the strategies we teach, you're making 15 to 25 percent profit margin. That's 150 to 250 thousand dollars a year in revenue, or excuse me, in profit that you're putting in the bank. That's a good salary in this country. Right. And what that means is that you can now quit your job, take that side hustle, make it a full time income, stay home with the kids. Now, mom and dad are home with the kids like I would have liked when I was a kid to have my parents home, can work from home. You can teach your kids how to do this. And to me, that's how we're going to impact generations. So that's our mission here at lay systems and and my personal mission and my personal passion. And so the only way we can do that is not to work with 100 companies a year in our agency, but to share this knowledge as far and wide. And so that's what this podcast is about. That's why we're doing it. So let's dive into to who this is going to be the most impactful for, right? So I talked about already, there's three major things I want to define in terms of who you probably are, if you're going to get the most value from this podcast. First of all, you're bootstrapped, right? You're bootstrapped, you're e-commerce, and you're an entrepreneur. That's who we're speaking to. First one, you're bootstrapped. What does it mean to be bootstrapped? It means to me that you didn't take on any outside funding, right? So in the, the purest form of the definition, you are using your own money, to fund and operate and grow this business using your own cash right why that's important is the flip side of that which is sometimes people go out and give venture capital money angel investor money private equity money and they have this big pile of cash to start their business right and not only do they have this biggest that big pile of cash uh, they also get the investors themselves the vc the the private equity person they get the cash and they get support in the sense of help with HR and system and uh, other entrepreneurs they can talk to who are part of the portfolio. And really, what does that solve? It solves a knowledge gap, right? There's a lot of things about business you just have to learn by failing. And it helps to be in a a network or a cohort of people that know that stuff. You don't get that as a bootstrapped entrepreneur, right? Uh, So by partnering with a VC, you don't have that. That's what we're going to be teaching in this podcast is a lot of those knowledge gaps. What are those things that you don't even know are going to be a problem that you would have to learn to experience? What are those systems? That's what you need to know. That's what trips a lot of folks up, right? Um, The next thing is you're going to be feeling a ton of pressure, right? This has to work. If you're bootstrapped using your own cash, you're making decisions where, you know, am I going to spend a thousand dollars on inventory or am I going to buy braces for my child? Am I going to spend... 50 bucks on Facebook ads, or am I going to buy dinner this week or this for tonight's dinner? Right. Those are the kinds of decisions that you're making as a bootstrapped entrepreneur. This has to work. If I, if this doesn't work, that money, I've got to go get another job or I'm bankrupt. Right. Um, And there's a ton of pressure that comes from that. And so I I can tell you, I felt this firsthand. The most extreme example I felt to this was one day, uh, there was a time during our business for about six months where. The business wasn't quite big enough for us all to support ourselves, but my whole family was in the business, right? So mom, dad, sisters, two little nephews, all of us, you know, we're working in the business. We were also living under the same roof, right? Because we had all quit our jobs. It was just getting big enough. I think we had just crossed half a million a year or so. We were moving towards a million a year. Nobody had actual full-time income. We were all just doing this and trying to reinvest everything back in the business, leave as frugally as, as possible. And I remember we would we would wake up, we would have breakfast, then we would drive down to the warehouse, we would work for a little while, have lunch, get back to work, come home, have dinner, uh, and then watch a movie, go to sleep in all our various rooms in our childhood home that we grew up in. Here we are, grown adults, all in the same house, all day long, it's very intense, right? being with family, all, all family, all the time, work and play. But I'll never forget, there was a moment of clarity I had when I was standing out there. Uh, we had just finished... You know, start a shift and uh, mom, dad, sisters, nephews were all standing in the warehouse. Everyone's at a different pack station because we had had a big sale and we're all just packing, 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 packing. And the feeling that I had was, man, if this business doesn't work out, that's three generations that are just out. No money, all bankrupt. This thing cannot fail. We are all tied out, we are all done. And so that's who I'm talking to, bootstrapped. This cannot fail. This can't be something where you're just playing entrepreneur, where you're just playing you know, at, at the entrepreneur game like, hey, this is, this is something I'm trying or it's a side hustle. Like, now, the people we're talking to, you've committed to making this work, and it has to work. Eventually, it did work out for us. Uh, we actually were able to get through that. We were able to succeed and figure out a bunch of systems. Obviously, I'll be t- teaching you all that stuff. Uh, through the rest of this uh, podcast and course. But the biggest thing that, uh, I, that came out of that scenario when I look back on that is that really taught me after we made it through is growth is a choice, right? So one of the bad things that comes with being a VC, being funded or being an entrepreneur and being invested in is there is no choice about growth. You have to grow because they want a return on their investment. But if you're a bootstrapped entrepreneur, you don't actually have to grow. We just needed to make sure that we could replace our income, that we could take care of ourselves, that we could, as a family, not crumble, right? So there's a very, and it's a key lesson, it's a very nuanced thing, but if you're in the, if you're under the sound of my voice and you can hear what I'm saying and and you resonate with it, you know what I'm talking about, right? You've been trying to just grow your business, grow your business, make more revenue, make more revenue. That's a rat race. If you're doing 30K a month, 10K a month, 20K a month, you're in that range, you're doing good. You don't have to build a million dollar business. You don't have to build a hundred million dollar business. You don't have to build a billion dollar business or be a unicorn or all these other things, especially if you're bootstrapped. If you haven't taken on any investment, who cares about all that stuff, right? If this is your first business and you're an entrepreneur, your first job, just replace your income. Get comfortable. Because to me, when you have replaced your income, that is true freedom in this country you have your time. That's the biggest difference. You don't have to work a job. You don't have to go into an office every day. If you don't want to work today, yeah, maybe the orders won't get shipped out, but there's no boss going to come in and fire you. You are truly independent. So to me, goal one for the bootstrapped entrepreneur is to get over this growth hump, right? Where you're just going to grow, 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 grow for the sake of growth. The first goal is you need to replace your income, right? The second goal is to simply take care of your family. Right, Because the other big worry that comes as a bootstrapped entrepreneur is, is my family going to be okay? Am I going to be able to provide for them? So as we go through this podcast, the biggest thing that you're going to be seeing as a bootstrapped entrepreneur learning is there's a limit. Just find that limit, which is, I just want to replace my income. Right. The other key facet of being a bootstrapped entrepreneur is that you can't lose money. So we, we're not going to be doing ads where it's just, you know, you have $10,000 to burn cash. You can't lose that money. That money is necessary. So you can't try and test a lot of things like a VC-backed company would be able to, you know, spend ten grand on ad budget for Pinterest ads or something and just waste it uh, you, just for learning purposes. You have to have stuff that works. Right. And also, you can't just hire up all the neighborhood, half the neighborhood, right? You're, you're probably too broke to hire. Let's be honest. If you're bootstrapped and you're funding this thing yourself, you don't have enough money to hire support. I, I hear, I think one of the biggest, um, uh, confusions that people have when they go into businesses, you know, I have this great idea. I just need to find the right person to hire. I need to hire somebody. I need to hire somebody. Nope. You can't afford that. You can't afford it. So you need that knowledge in house, either in yourself or someone real close to you, because you just can't hire five, 10, 15 people or experts. Cause even if you could hire them, you probably couldn't keep them busy enough to stay and they'll leave right so don't waste your money there learn the learn your goal is going to be to learn the systems that you need to focus on right instead of trying a bunch of different things or hiring a bunch of different people just focus okay so like i said this this episode is about learning how to identify if this podcast is going to be for you right are you this type of person and the first one we talked about was being a bootstrapped entrepreneur are you bootstrapped right so you're funding this yourself so the second big thing uh, that or second criteria, I guess you could say, uh, is that you're in the e-commerce space. If you're going to get a lot of value out of this podcast, you're in the e-commerce space, right? We're talking to people. There's a lot of different types of entrepreneurship. You can do what I'm most familiar with is e-commerce. And what do I mean by e-commerce? I'll explain it to you, right? So first of all, you are an inventory based business. Mm right where you are doing your own supply chain managing your own supply chain and you're building your own customer acquisition pipeline now why do i say those two things as the key uh, for this because it'll be easier to describe it as what it is not right so if you are a amazon business right you're probably not doing a lot of supply chain stuff. You don't really learn how to do shipping, fulfillment, customer service, right? If you're affiliate business, the opposite. You're not really doing, you're just pretty much doing marketing. You're not doing supply chain. You're not figuring out shipping, fulfillment, because some other business is doing that, right? If you're drop ship, same thing. You're not figuring out supply chain. On the flip side, uh, if you if you're not figuring out supply chain, customer acquisition, Amazon businesses, this is notorious for this. Amazon, you just launch a product and they send you customers. You start making sales, right? How did you get those sales? Most Amazon people don't know because Amazon's done all the work to figure out how to find people that are interested in this product or service. They manage, and because of that, they manage the customer relationship. You don't get to email that person to tell them about your new products or your new launch. Amazon's in charge of finding you customers. You don't get to run... Uh, Ads necessarily uh, outside of Amazon's platform, uh, and because like Facebook, you can run them, but it's going to the Amazon store. But do you really learn which of your ads worked? You know, unless you're doing some really fancy tricks uh, on the Facebook platform, you don't actually get to see what's converting and what's not. So you don't really learn how to build a brand, identify an audience, figure out the how what the product market fit is, the copy, the messaging. You don't learn about a lot about that stuff. So an e-commerce business to me is is inventory-based. You're doing your own manufacturing, shipping. You've private labeled your product, uh, and you're also learning how to find customers. So you're identifying the the audience, the personas, what their problems are, and trying to figure out how to message the solution and then getting in front of them, right? Getting in front of them, whether that's through ads or PR or press or any of those kinds of things to help you walk them through a buyer's journey to purchasing your product, going from stranger, I've never heard of you, to, okay, I'm interested, I may have that problem, but tell me more, I'm not sure if it's the right budget, if it's the right fit, okay, I, it does seem to be good, all right, I'm going to convert and buy now, right? So that's your ads, that's your email marketing, that's your web store. Those things build your customer acquisition pipeline, you have to know those things uh, in order for for you to succeed outside of these kind of other types of uh niches, if you will. So e-commerce is is a niche we're going to be talking about. You've got to learn these things, customer acquisition pipeline being your Facebook ads, Google ads, uh, or some type of marketing outreach channel, going to your own web store and using email marketing effectively. And then on the supply chain side, you need to have your shipping fulfillment figured out and your customer service and your manufacturing right? These are the things that make up the e-commerce businesses that we help the most. So if that fit, if that's you, then this podcast is going to re- be really good for you. All right. So we talked about being a bootstrapped entrepreneur, being e-commerce entrepreneur. And now what do I mean by entrepreneur, right? So I'm very clear about uh, entrepreneurship. And like I said, most of us, we're just flat out crazy people, right? You're just crazy if you think uh, that Entrepreneurship is for you, and honestly, that's a good thing. You kind of got to be, right? Because ninety, you have a ninety-five percent chance of failure. It's awful. Now, uh, why is it? Why is why do we still try, right? So, who are the people that still succeed? Um, we still try because we can't do anything else, right? So, in essence, if you can, you know, one of the books I love to to cite is. Ben Horowitz says the hard thing about hard things where one of the key points he makes is that entrepreneurship is really hard. Wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. It's extremely hard from the moment you start to the moment you finish. So you have to have a bent for it. You have to want to do this. It's so hard that even if you fail at this, it's okay. Go be the president or go be an astronaut or go be something that's really, or a doctor or something, heart surgeon, brain surgeon. And the the point that he's making is, that those are equally hard jobs those are really really hard jobs to do and entrepreneurship in a sense is even harder than those things right because why would he say that why is that and this is what i've come to understand from what he means by that and it's helped shape my definition of entrepreneurship entrepreneurs you you have to be wired for it and you can't because you can't do anything else entrepreneurs are wired to find something that's wrong and fill the gap. That's innovation. We're innovators, right? So what that means is there's no market, there's no training, there's no school, there's no guidebook for what you're doing. You're literally learning from the only school available, which is the school of hard knocks. That's the only way you're going to learn. And what is the school of hard knocks? That's failure. You're going to have to learn by messing up. You have to learn by messing up a lot And messing up as much and as often as possible. And the only way you learn is by bumping your knees, scraping your elbows, falling, failing, and continuing to move. The problem is, any one of those failures could potentially ruin you at any time. And you never know which one's going to be it. And so your goal is to fail faster, excuse me, to fail but to learn faster than you're failing so that you don't run out of cash. You got to keep failing and keep failing before the cash runs out so that you learn what keeps the cash coming in. Right. And so that's what makes it really hard. There's no training. And for everything else you do, any job you take, heart surgeon, brain surgeon, even the present, all these hard jobs we talked about, you've been training your whole life for that job. You've been, you've had teachers, you've had instructors, you've had coaches, you've had other people who have done it. But if you're doing entrepreneurship, right, you have none of that. So that's what makes being an entrepreneur really hard. And if you're doing it right, that's the guarantee. That's not a, oh, you can avoid that, you know, whatever, you know, no, that's not, you're not really an entrepreneur in my book. That's, you know, you can do things like franchising, right? You can be a franchise, you could buy a business, you know, but to me, those, those aren't the entrepreneurs I'm here to talk to. I'm here to talk to the people who are either some type of a founder or inventor or brand owner where you identified hey, there's, there's an invention that needs to be made. There's a problem that hasn't been solved. I need to solve it. I can solve it, right? Or you're a brand owner and you're like, look, there's a brand out here. I can build a brand. I can message to the market in a certain way. I can create this brand that has never existed before. Or you're, you're essentially coming up with something or product founder, right? Like you made something or an innovation or a tweak on a product. It didn't exist before. Those are the people that I'm talking to, right? Uh, and why I'm talking to you guys is because you are so knowledgeable about your products and solutions. Sometimes you can get in your own way when it comes to the business systems you need to build to scale or bring to market your product, to bring to market your invention, right? So for you, it's almost—it's almost. It's almost too easy to scale your business, right, for an outside person looking in, right? And you probably got all kinds of advice, all kinds of, you should do this, you should do that. It's almost too easy because there's business itself is not hard. The systems and the tools are not hard. But that's not what you've steeped yourself in knowledge of, of learning. You've steeped yourself in the problem, whatever your product solves, whatever your invention solves, so you know that stuff. So there's a knowledge gap that you have about how do I take my product and take it to market? How do I scale the business around it? How do I hire the team around it? What systems should I have? How do I build project manager? How do I do all those things? That's what we're here to help you with, right? As an entrepreneur, if you're an entrepreneur and you've solved some problem for a market, getting it out there, that knowledge gap should not be your stumble or struggle. But for the most majority of folks, like we talked about 95%, that's usually where they struggle. Product, You've heard the stories of all kinds of good products, good brands, good companies that have failed and it's usually not because the product's not good. It's usually because of the systems that they they try to build around the business and, and getting it to market and, and competition and all those kinds of things. Okay. So then therein lies the definition to me of what an entrepreneur sh- should be, or it leads to the definition of how do you really know if you're an entrepreneur? Your idea is to come up with the idea. You're sorry, your job is to come up with the idea and achieve product market fit. If you ever read the Lean Startup methodology, they talk a lot about this, uh, and I can easily define it as, as a product market fit. It's basically that your product is a solution for some market, right? And the market is big enough. So one of the easiest tests you can do, go out and talk to 30 people about your product who are in your particular demographic and simply ask them, how much would you pay for this? Right? And if they give you a number that's higher than what you had planned to sell it for, that's validation you've validated product market fit because the worst thing to have happen is you know you make this product it costs you 100 bucks to make and you want to sell it for 200 and you go talk to people who you know have the problem and you know how much would you pay for this oh 20 30 bucks oof probably not a good solution or you make the product, they're like, look, I'd never buy that. I'm sorry. Let me be honest with you. (laughs) It really doesn't solve my problem. Then you haven't got the problem. Right. Right. The product isn't quite there, but if you got a product where people are like more it costs you $10 to make and people are like, look, I'd, I'd pay 50 bucks for this. This is great. You have achieved product market fit and you can confidently say it's time to jump on this entrepreneurship train and build a customer acquisition, uh, pipeline as well as a supply chain around this and get this business going. Uh, And so that's what we're here to do is you've achieved that product market fit. You're an entrepreneur officially, and now you need to figure out what's next. How do I build that customer acquisition and supply chain? That's who we're here to to help. And the biggest thing about entrepreneurship that about being an entrepreneur that is not talked about a lot, uh, but it is the truth. And it's another reason why we're here is you feel alone, right? You feel alone. Because you're trying to do it yourself. And not only that, you feel alone, and you're trying to do it yourself. There's not a lot of people doing what you do in your circle. right? Most of us d- don't come from an entrepreneurial background. So we have a lot of friends, family, you know, uncles, aunts. We didn't grow up around it for the majority of us. So if you decide to take this path, you're going to feel alone. You feel like you're doing it all yourself. Uh, and when you go out and you have problems and struggles, if, especially if you're succeeding, you've achieved product market fit, and you're making some money, Everyone's going to think that you're a raging success. You're in that five percent. But you're gonna feel like, yeah, but even though I am making some money, I'm putting it all back into my business. I'm actually still kind of broke. I don't feel successful. You're gonna feel the imposter syndrome, you're gonna feel the paralysis analysis, you're gonna feel inadequate, you're gonna feel a lot of these different things, but we're here for you. We're here, we have some strategies and steps to help. Help you overcome that and uh, we'll be talking that in future podcast episodes but uh, that's the key being an entrepreneur being in the e-commerce space being bootstrapped that's who we're talking to we're here to help you if you if you fit all these criteria uh then we're here to help and honestly i can confidently say if you've achieved if you've achieved product market fit and you're a bootstrap e-commerce entrepreneur I can confidently say you're going to be in that 5%, not 95%, right? You'll be able to create an e-commerce business that'll support you and your family for years to come. Okay, so let me recap this, right? Talked about a lot of stuff. Defined what a bootstrap e-commerce entrepreneur is. Uh, to Real quick, bootstrap. this can't fail, and you don't have deep pockets of cash, right? That's the bootstrap part. E-commerce, in the e-commerce space, you're building a customer acquisition pipeline and supply chain, right? You're not one of those other more limited... Uh, business models you're doing the hard one right building your own customer pipeline and supply chain you're an entrepreneur you've achieved product market fit and validated that people want what you're offering or what you've what your solution is right your invention Uh, so and you're the chief decision maker right you're the entrepreneur so the rest of this podcast is going to be about helping you close the knowledge gaps about how to succeed in business and how to grow and how to do all those other systems that come from i have a great product that solves a problem for a large market and I don't know what to do next right that's what we're here for that's what we're going to be doing and helping you with thanks for listening to our podcast don't forget to subscribe rate and review this show on iTunes Spotify or your favorite podcast hosting platform if you know of any other e-commerce businesses trying to go from six to seven figures share the show with them and also visit our website com and sign up for our newsletter As a thank you for signing up for our newsletter, you'll immediately get access to our Klaviyo email marketing resource kit, a must if you're selling online to make sure you're getting the most revenue you can from back-end sales and not having to constantly scale through paid acquisition. It'll walk you through step-by-step setting up your account, optimizing your flows, email campaigns, and listen and segments for maximum revenue potential. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this show on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast hosting platform if you know of any other e-commerce businesses trying to go from six to seven figures, share the show with them. Right? Make sure to visit our website, www.alea.systems.com and sign up for our newsletter. As a thank you for signing up for our newsletter, you'll immediately get access to our Klaviyo Email Marketing Resource Kit. A must if you're selling online to make sure you're getting the most revenue you can from back-end sales and not having to constantly scale through paid acquisition. I'm Emmanuel Lea, and we'll see you on the next episode.